here with Mina today for a reflections episode. I've got a couple questions for you, Mina. The first one, what is an area of your climbing that you still struggle with? And how do you hope to or plan to work on this moving forward? Okay, so for me, actually, it's a reasonably kind of broad um, thing. It's actually basic strength and conditioning. And that sounds like a really kind of non-specific answer. But I think I'm one of those people that got into climbing as a kid and has climbed for many, many years, but was never really that good at any other sport. Not that I didn't try, but I wasn't particularly kind of talented in any other sports. And so I think I missed that kind of general body strength development that you might get through doing other sports and then finding climbing. Um, so I feel like I've always gotten away with having relatively strong fingers, good hip flexibility, good movement skills, because I've climbed for a long time, good tactics, you know, that kind of stuff. But actually my like raw body strength, like my core, my shoulders, my leg strength are pretty appalling for how like well I can get up things sometimes so that's something that I'm I still struggle with but I'm making a really concerted effort at the moment to tackle it um I've tried before in like fits and starts um and some reasonably concerted efforts before but at the moment because I'm postpartum my um, son is seven months old it's almost like a an opportunity or I'm trying to frame it as an opportunity to start from scratch and build a more solid foundation because I think when you're climbing at your best and you're always trying to find that like top one two percent you think oh well you know go back to basic strength but you I don't know I tended not to because I was always trying to like eke out these top bits of Mm. other areas of my performance maybe improving things that I was already good at and ignoring this kind of gaping hole of oh well I could actually just have some better kind of core strength and basic body conditioning um but in a way like pregnancy and birth and all the rest of it knocks you back so much <laughs> that you have this opportunity to go right okay I am literally or it feels like it at the time starting from scratch obviously you're not starting completely scratch but it seems like a good opportunity to kind of um, start from the bottom and start from like the inside and build out. Mm. So, yeah. I feel like uh, injuries are, are really similar to that. Like injuries, it's so often that you see athletes come back better than they were before they got injured. And I, I think that is very similar to what you're talking about. And that has so much to do with it. Like it's this opportunity to kind of zoom out and reflect and take the time to to rebuild some things from the ground up that have been neglected. Yeah, definitely. And it's like taking the ego out of it as well and being like, oh, well, I used to be able to do X, Y, Z. I can't do any of that now. Or I couldn't initially because, you know, I just had a baby. So somehow mentally it was, it's been easier for me to, you know, go really back to basics and like, you know, squat with just my body weight, but my form is perfect. Whereas before I'd have been like, well, I can squat with way more than body weight. So, you know, you turn a blind eye to your form not being perfect. And it's not that my my form was always awful, but it, you know, things about the way I did exercises definitely lent towards areas that I was strong. Like, for example, my posterior chain is much stronger than my anterior chain. So the back of my body is much stronger um, than the front of my body. So, for example, I was always a lot better at things like deadlift than I was at squat. I was much better at back squat than I was at front squat. Mm. 
And I tended to pick the versions of exercises that I could load up more because in a kind of slightly lost sense, I was like, oh, but that's where I'm going to make the gains is where I can load up more. Whereas now I'm like, right, which is the hardest for me to do? Because that's obviously where my weaknesses lie. I'm going to take that to body weight, for example, and build it up from there with like really good form. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. That's really great. I'd love to ask, you said that you're making a really concise effort. What does that look like for you these days? So I'm working with my friend Maddie, who is a coach at Lattice Training. So I also work at Lattice Training. I'm on maternity leave at the moment. Um, But one of the really cool things about Lattice as a company is they're really about, they're massively about education and development, both kind of in the community, but also within the team that work there. I think it's quite clear that they put out a lot of content for the community, but I think what people don't see is how much in-house goes on. So every coach is allowed to coach someone on the work team. And they're also, um, some of the coaches, the kind of performance coaches are allowed to coach an elite climber that they have a special interest in. So Maddie has a special interest in um, female specific athletes and also postpartum. So I'm like a project for her, (laughs) which is great. So I'm like her work project. And she's been learning loads about kind of training postpartum. And we've done it in conjunction with a women's health physio. I don't know if you have women specific health physios in the States. Maybe there's a different name. We probably do. It probably has a different name and I'm the wrong person to ask. (laughs) (laughs) You may never need one, funnily enough. Um, But I guess if people don't know what I'm talking about, a women's health physio is someone that specifically looks at kind of pelvic floor health and core health and things like that, either prenatally and postnatally. So it's someone you can go to. I saw a, a physio, this physio during my pregnancy to help me modify the training that I was doing and help me kind of manage increased load and posture and stuff like that. And then also postnatally, um, you know, she can look at my um, diastasis, which is like ab separation um, and also pelvic floor if necessary or any kind of issues that you might have post um, having a baby. So with her and Maddie, and there's also a really lovely lady called Joy, um, who is actually based in the States and she's a PT specializing in, um, pregnant and postpartum athletes. And she's also been really, really helpful with the kind of conditioning side of it. So it's been great. Actually, I've had loads of help for some awesome women, um, who've kind of taken me on as a bit of a project. That's awesome. That's amazing to hear. And, and what is this looking like in your life? Are you able to do a little bit here and there every single day, or do you have specific times of the week set aside for, I don't know if workouts is the right way to, to frame it, but. Yeah. So I have a plan from Maddie and we kind of chat about it quite a bit. So it's quite a fluid, you know, flexible changes as, as we need to change things. Um, but yeah, so I have a certain number of sessions to do each week and, um, we have like an interactive platform that we work on so I can like log sessions and she can see how it's gone and and stuff like that. But I can plan my week. So I know roughly what I've got to do in a week. I also know a reasonable amount about training because I have a decent training history. And um, so I I know how to structure, you know, like I'm not going to do lots of uh, anaerobic capacity and then a strength fingerboard session afterwards. You know, like I know how to, um, what order to put things in that will be the best way. Um, so I can kind of plan my week, which is great because I can plan it around like Isaac's nap times (laughs) and, um, things like that. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. Anything else to add on that first question that we didn't touch on? No, no, I think, 
that's mostly it. Yeah. All but right. I, I, I guess I, one of the things I wanted to add is I think I've put a focus on being postpartum, but these are things that I was rubbish at before I had a baby. Ah. So I'm using the postpartum as an opportunity to work on them. They're not all because I had a baby. And I think that's, I guess, like an important point is that I've always struggled with general body strength. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And maybe if someone's listening, like, don't wait until you have a baby <laughs> to deal with it. Do it sooner. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right. I've got a second question for you. What is something that you have learned from a recent podcast episode and how are you integrating it into your life? And of course, this is from your podcast, The Curious Climber Podcast. Yeah, so a recent one actually um, that I recorded with Andy Cave, who's a mountaineer, um, Sheffield-based climber, climber and mountaineer, and really, really lovely guy. I've known him for quite a few years, um, great character, really good storyteller. I really enjoyed that conversation with him. But one of the things that I really took away from it was big picture thinking. So it was really interesting to talk to someone who's had so many different phases in his life um, and career as a climber. So we, I think we joke at the beginning of the podcast that like it's Andy Mark one and then Andy Mark two and then Andy Mark three, all these different like phases. So people that don't know him, I mean, obviously feel free to go and listen to the podcast episode, but he worked down the pits when he was 16. So that's the coal, coal mines. Mm. So he had these, you know, really different experiences growing up and then he had a phase of his life where he was then a mountaineer in the Himalayas doing first ascents and you know quite big intense expeditions he's also done a lot of rock climbing um he has a family he's a mountain guide he's had all these different phases of his life he's he's now kind of more into sport climbing and bouldering and actually and he's like training and stuff um more now in in the kind of I guess the modern way that we train for climbing um and I guess it made me step back and realize that each phase in life has its place and rather than thinking oh I do this one thing which is climbing and at some point I'm just going to get like worse at it and maybe it'll become less fulfilling to think well there's this there's this phase of my life where maybe I'm young and I'm traveling all the time and I'm like red pointing and trying hard routes and stuff. And then maybe there's another phase in my life where climbing is still really central and important, but it just looks different mm. and it's as valuable. It's just like Mina Mark two or Mina Mark three, or I don't know, maybe I'm on number four already. Um, and it, but it made me think of life's experiences a bit more like that. And like, for me, I guess I wonder if some of my hardest climbing is behind me. I don't know. It might not be, but it might be. And if it is, that's okay. And if it's not, that's okay too. Mm. So yeah, thinking about a big, a bit of a zoom out, it made me zoom out on life and go, all right, there's just all these different phases. And it made me kind of excited for whatever the next phase is. And then the phase after that um, and the phase after that. And yeah. Mm. That's beautiful. I love that. That that reminds me, I, um, I was at a family reunion a few years ago and I met, I don't even know who he is, like a second cousin or, or something, my dad's cousin, whatever that makes him to me. And I could be misremembering some of the details, but the essence of the conversation is that he's had all these different careers in his life. He was in his 60s when I met him and he had decided to go back to school and become a doctor in his 50s. 
And all of his friends and his family thought that was crazy. And like, what are you doing? It's going to take you eight years to get through medical school. So maybe he started in his late 40s and into his 50s was in medical school. But then he had 10 years as a doctor and it was incredibly fulfilling. And he was so, he's so happy now looking back at his life that he decided to totally pivot and invest all that time in something new and still got a decade of really fulfilling work out of it. And he was just describing how you can kind of think of your life in these decade-long careers and how many different ones you can collect and experience in a lifetime. And I love that. It, it just is fun to kind of think of things that way. And I think of myself as it helps me not feel locked into what I'm choosing and doing now. This doesn't have to be forever. And I love what I'm doing now, but I could have a whole decade career pursuing music if I've if I decide to come back to that or other, other things that I've kind of put by the wayside for now at this chapter. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In your chapter right now, you're a mom, you're a new mom and you're, yeah. How do you see the current phase? What describe Mina Mark four, whatever the current one is. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So I guess this phase is like, yeah totally new and different having a baby learning to kind of climb again after having a baby <laughs> and um and going climbing as a family so we mm. we like converted a camper van just before all the covid stuff kicked off which was been a total blessing because when travel's been restricted we've been able to go around the uk and then when it's a bit more, more open we've been to europe in our van and and i can see us doing that a lot more with a with the little one. We did a month in Fontainebleau when he was like three and a half, four months old. And it was great. It was brilliant. So I see a lot more bouldering, to be honest, back in this phase, because it's just the easiest thing with him. And also David's much more of a boulderer. Um, and so like family camper van trips, I think this phase will be that kind of, that kind of thing, which will be amazing. And then I guess the next phase will be like, I don't know what it'll be. It'll depend a lot on Isaac and what he's into. And maybe he'll be into climbing. Like, that would be great. Maybe we'll all go climbing together. Or maybe he'll be into something totally different. David and I will have to like learn to do his thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Maybe you'll be projecting sport routes at Malum Cove with, with Isaac. You never know. Maybe. Yeah. Oof. Giving him all the beta that I can remember. <laughs> be like when I was young, you used to hold that like an undercut. I used to be able to pull up to that next one. <laughs> Come and be like me on your warm up. <laughs> Don't know when my voice gets so weird. Yeah, you'll have <laughs> you'll have big dentures as a fifty year old. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I hope to keep my teeth for a bit longer than that. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Well, thank you, Mina. This has been this has been incredible. Thanks for being so open and for um, sharing those thoughts. That was really valuable. I think. No worries. Nice to chat as always.